Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. When I found out that one of my favorite guests had a book all about talking about money with your friends and family, I knew I had to have her back on. So Erin Lowry, welcome back on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I also, as you were doing the intro, I was just thinking, what a soothing tone that you have for having these conversations too. I just feel like immediately, like we're so relaxed, so ready to talk about this very tense topic. So this is going to be great. Oh, I'm happy to help put people at ease as we dig into some, some crazy uncomfortable stuff. Cause I know it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy at all. And I'm really excited to talk to you today about specifically, which I find to be one of the harder ones is being honest and open with friends about money. Talking to friends about money is not easy. It's, it's, it's never an easy thing because everyone has different comfort levels. Like some people, some friends are like an open book and they're telling you everything, even stuff you don't want to know. And other people, like you feel like you barely know them. Like, you know, the things you like to do together, but you don't really know all the inner workings that's going on in their lives. And so I want to ask you, like in the process of, of writing your book, Broke Millennial Talks Money, what did you, what have you come to understand about how you approach these conversations? Uh, the thing that you brought up about sometimes your friends tell you things that you don't want to know, that's actually can be financial enmeshment is like actually very toxic psychological things <laughs> that people can do to each other and their family members. So like that's a whole genre unto itself and definitely happens. But more importantly, I think what you hit on with the second example of you have no idea truly for the most part what your friend's financial background is. And that's where also a lot of tension can happen because particularly if you met in a similar phase of life, whether that's just starting out in the workforce or maybe that was in college, you kind of think everybody is in the same situation you are. And a great example in the book is a woman that I interviewed. She was having a conversation with a friend of hers and she, the woman just thought she wasn't hustling hard enough. And that's why she wasn't making enough money and being able Mm -hmm. to make it work like everybody else around her. And her friend just kind of dropped an innocuous comment about like, you know, well, my parents own the place that I live in. And Mm. I was like, wait, what? I didn't know that was a thing. And so even something as simple as you don't know, whether it's the advantages or the privileges or the opportunities that people have or inheritances that they might've received or family support that might've been, or is getting doled out. So you're over here thinking, I'm just doing something wrong because they've managed to figure this part of life out because you have no context. And that happens particularly early on in our, you know, quote unquote, adulthood experiences. I think (laughs) that happens a lot that you're starting to recognize, oh, no, my lived experience actually isn't as similar to yours as I thought it was. And then that can also cause a little bit of tension in friendship dynamics. But fundamentally, I think it comes down to judgment. That's what we're afraid Mm -hmm. of. Yeah. And I I love that point you made because we all have such different points of reference when it comes to just life and money and all these different things, because we've all grown up differently and have had different privileges or different disadvantages. And it's hard to, I think, sometimes think outside of what you already know to like, this, this is how life works, but that's not, that's how your life works. Not necessarily how everyone else's life works. Yeah. And you also don't know so many factors, particularly in family dynamics where Somebody from the outside might be living a particular type of lifestyle, but you're not understanding necessarily that they're supporting a family member or Mm -hmm. that, you know, there's other things that they know in the future they'll be supporting a family member. And so now they're trying to lay the groundwork for themselves emotionally about that. There's so much that we just don't share, which is fine. It is not 
required of a friendship (laughs) for you to share everything about your personal life and your financial life. But I do think sometimes it can be really important to give context to your friends because I share very openly now that looking back at my early twenties, one of my biggest regrets is that I said no a lot to friendship Mm. requests, like not to like Facebook friendship requests. That's not what I mean. (laughs) I mean, Friends asking you to go out to dinner, friends asking you to go out to uh, a concert, friends asking you to go to happy hour, like things like that that are a normal part of building a social rapport early on. If there's a chance for me to go pick up a shift at a coffee house or pick up a babysitting gig or otherwise make money, that's what I would pick because I was so fixated on building my financial life. And if you keep saying no, people stop asking. And I really do feel I didn't invest properly into a lot of my friendships in my early 20s. And I paid the price for that later on in terms of not having the connection to some of those people that I wish that I did. And it's something that I really kind of course corrected for, fortunately, I feel like early enough. But that is an important thing to consider. Your financial life does matter. It is important, but so are your relationships. And it's really critical to find a balance about how to also invest into those. No, that, that's so key to, to think about that balance between the two. And, and kind of talking about bringing those two worlds together, like your financial life and then your friends. Like we were talking about earlier, not all relationships with your friends are the same. They all vary in degree of how you know connected or comfortable you are talking about different topics. How do you go about finding one of your friends to talk to, like deciding who's the right person to discuss this with? Because I know for me, one of my regrets when I had a bunch of credit card debt was that I didn't talk to anyone about it. And I, when I finally did, I, I'd almost paid off. We'd almost paid off all the debt. And I finally opened up to a friend. And he was like, oh, I had no idea. But it felt so good to bring it up and like just get it off my chest to someone else. Uh, but I wouldn't have just said that to anyone. I, I, you know, I was very specific in the person I decided to talk to. How do, you, how do you decide who it's okay or who's willing to have that conversation with? Well, I think for starters, if you're just looking for somebody to talk to and you're not necessarily looking for them to reciprocate, then there's a lot of people you could tell, but it should also be somebody that you really trust. And particularly if you feel strongly that this information doesn't get out beyond the two of you, then obviously you need to pick somebody that you trust isn't going to go and tell your other friends. (laughs) You also don't have to share all of the details. It can be a really plain comment that you kind of drop in where maybe you guys are bringing up somebody's wanting to, let's say we're not in COVID times for the sake of this example, (laughs) and I'm going to gun for marriages again or weddings rather. Your friend decided they want to go have a bachelorette party in Tulum and you don't really feel like spending $2,000 on this person's bachelorette party. So the two of you might already be engaged in a conversation that's actually about money without ever maybe explicitly saying it's about money. And that's a really good opportunity for you to say something like, well, I'm really trying to pay off one of my student loans by the end of this year. So I think I'm going to bow out of that and maybe just take her out to dinner here at home when you guys get back. You just smoothly drop it in. You don't have to tell her how much student loan debt you had. You just acknowledge the existence and that it's a goal of yours to pay off one of your student loans. Or, hey, I've got some credit card debt from either insert reason or don't. You don't have to disclose. (laughs) And I'm really trying to pay that card off by give a date. So I'm just going to reprioritize over here. I just don't feel that I can go. But also giving some sort of alternative of, you know, 
happy to take you to dinner. This is if you're saying no directly to your friend, like happy to take you to dinner, happy to have you over. Maybe send a very small little gift for them to enjoy of whatever during whatever you're opting out of. Or if it's that classic, you know, birthday party, whatever, shindig, I'm going to come for a drink before. I'm going to come for dessert after. Instead of having to come and pay for the entire thing, just coming for part of the experience. Mm, okay. So kind of just you drop in a little bit of details about yourself and then use as you're also at the same time to be able to say, okay, this is not going to work for me financially. You kind of just mix it all together. Yeah. I like not calling it out to make it awkward and make it an issue where it's not going to be like a difficult conversation. Also, they might bring it up now that you've said something. It might be like, oh my gosh, I have those too. Or it also could be just as simple as in the future, you can bring it up again and provide more detail or what have you. The other thing too, is if it doesn't need to be like a close friend and you want some level of anonymity, there are so many online resources to do that. So whether it's like creating some sort of Instagram account where you go on and be part of the debt-free community or whether you're going on Reddit and just asking questions and talking to people there. And so you have this veil of complete secrecy to a degree, but you can also talk about this openly and maybe with other people who are going through a similar situation. The internet has made that very much a choice if you need to talk to someone but don't necessarily want to talk to somebody you IRL actually know. You know, I, I completely forgot about that. I know, I know so many people who are anonymous online who talk about their debt and their journey to pay off um, student loans or to, to save more. And that's a great option. If you don't, if you don't have that person, like you've put out those feelers, like you said, to your friends and no one's biting and no one really wants to talk about it. That's okay. You just go online and you can talk to, I was like, you can talk to strangers. That sounds really bad to put it that way. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> but yeah, you can talk to strangers and not have to worry about any of the, like the real life, you know, maybe issues that might arise by, you know, having that conversation. And if you feel some level of whether it's a term like shame or embarrassment or what have you around having this debt, I would love if you can emotionally release that, you know, we make decisions that we do and generally with the information we have at the time, generally thinking that we're making this decision for a logical reason. Of course, there are other reasons people get themselves into debt. A lot of people have struggled with this at some point or another, but I also don't want to dismiss the fact that it makes sense why people feel, whether it's shame or embarrassment, particularly because we've done such a significant job in this country of intertwining debt and morality in what I think is a very toxic way. So if you are just emotionally not at a point where you feel comfortable telling any of your immediate friends for whatever reason, that's okay. But you might be surprised that talking about it in a different kind of forum anonymously eventually get you into a place where you feel that you can have that conversation in person with people who know you in your day-to-day life. But my last soapbox reason for why you should talk to people in real life is giving them context about why you opt out, about why you say no to things might make it easier on the long-term friendship dynamic. Because if they don't know why, and you just keep saying no, they're going to start filling in the blanks with their own guesses about why you're not coming out. And those might be a lot of their own negative storytelling about why they think you're not wanting to come in. Like you don't really like them. You don't enjoy spending time around them. People tend to be a bit self-centered and they probably don't (laughs) think it's about you. They probably think it's about them. If you have a topic that you want me to cover in a future episode, please feel free to reach out to me on social media. Just look for popcorn finance podcast, pretty much everywhere. Instagram, TikTok all the places you'll find me out there or you can just send me an email to questions at popcornfinance.com 
As always, I appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.